Join us in Life After Dark. Good evening, after lifers or sheeple or person of the night, whichever one you may be. Who knows? Maybe you're even a, a lifer coming over from uh, Life According to Us after you've heard that episode. Wanted to give this one a just a little a little listen to see if it's your speed you know your your kind of podcast your taste but regardless thanks for being here and thanks for listening tonight on this solo adventure with just me your host for the night zach cummins ha 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 i don't know that kind of sounds cheesy now but Dustin isn't here tonight, and it's all the uh, social distancing stuff that we got going on, the COVID-19. We're trying to take it as serious as we can, but kind of heard that next week they're thinking about opening up the state. Kind of creepy in itself. I mean, this is a podcast to be scared after all, so why not? Why not? tell that news here on this platform your state is opening up next week you have a higher risk of catching the covid-19 ho 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 ho, ho. No, i'm kidding i mean just as long as you practice safe distancing you know like 6 feet apart you wear your mask i mean uh, you you'll be fine wash your hands wash your butt wash your face you know the huge i hope that everyone usually does that if not no no judgment here no judgment i mean uh do you i guess but i digress i mean just bear with me you guys on this uh on this solo adventure because it is my first solo podcast and it is pretty weird in the podcast room being just me right now and it is uh nighttime And it's a paranormal podcast, and I'm probably going to creep myself out, Um, so just just bear with me. So if you're creeped out, just know I'm creeped out too. But if you are a new listener and you are just tuning in, Life After Dark, this is a paranormal podcast, and we do cover true crime, UFOs, ghosts, cryptids, you name it. We're going to cover it on this one. Just anything that'll just make your skin crawl and creep you out. So if you're into that, this is the podcast. Now, I usually have a co-host, Dustin. Like I said, I'm riding solo. And if you want to listen to some pretty crazy, funny episodes, listen to the other two episodes that we have out now, right after this episode. 
and just get caught up and have some good laughs along the way. And yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of some type of like something creepy that happened to me lately, but I mean, nothing really happens to me. I mean, I do get creeped out, but nothing really happens to me with Dustin. Like, oh man, that guy, everything happens to Dustin. Like you, you name something and Dustin's got a story for it. He's seen everything. So that's the reason why we wanted to make this podcast because I'm interested in all that. He's actually seen the stuff. So, I mean, he's, he's more of the, the professional, professional cryptid zoologist. If, if you would call him that, he wouldn't call himself that, but I call him that every once in a while. (laughs) But I guess we're going to have a pretty short episode here for you today since it's me it's kind of hard to not have anybody riff off of i'm gonna do my best just bear with me you guys and let's do this let's get into it you know so tonight's episode takes us to the small town of point pleasant west virginia a quiet town with just over four thousand people It sits on the border of Ohio and West Virginia, with the Ohio River being the border. Uh, Keep that in mind, because it comes up later and it plays a pretty pretty big role. So, Zach, why are we going there, you ask? What's What's the significance of Point Pleasant, West Virginia? I don't know. Maybe because it's a nice, cute, quiet little town that... You might want to just plant your stakes. Or maybe it's because it's the home of one of the cryptid juggernauts whose name gets thrown around with Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, the Chubacabra, the Jersey Devil. I kind of realized that that's like five names, including the cryptid that I'm about to talk about. And it kind of (laughs) makes me think of like a, like a cryptid basketball team or something like the, like the all-stars, like, you know, they're just rounding all these all-star cryptid basketball players from around the world. And they're like, standing at eight foot two, 510 pounds from the Northwest America. He's mean. He's hairy. He kind of stinks and we don't know if he has uh, hair in his butt crack or if it's skin. Bigfoot! And the crowd goes wild. And now, standing at 20 feet long, Scotland, the Loch Ness Monster, pow, pow, pow. Up next we have a three foot nine guard, 48 pounds, all the way from Mexico. He's quick, he's green, he's lean, he's scaly, the Chubacabra. Next up, standing at 
seven foot seven, three hundred and fifty-five pounds, all the way from New Jersey. He's got hoofs for feet, which is probably really bad for the basketball court, but uh, we're gonna let it slide this time because this is a cryptid basketball game. And he has wings, and also that's kind of uh, an advantage. That's kind of messed up, but he is. The Jersey Devil! And last but not least, standing at eight foot tall with a wingspan of ten feet. He's got red glowing eyes, brown gray fur, or feathers. And also uh, an advantage that he can fly, and is, uh, it is a pretty messed up advantage when you play basketball because you would be hard to guard him unless you can fly. Also, the Mothman. Mothman merchandise sold at the merchandise table now. Boom! 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 And that's your cryptid basketball team starting five. I feel like that's kind of how it would go. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But, I mean, those pretty much are the, the specs of tonight's guest. And if you haven't guessed it by now, to, tonight's guest is the Mothman. Judging from sightings, people say that he stands right around like six to eight foot tall got like a 8 foot to 15 foot wingspan uh, depending on uh, what story you hear he's got either fur or feathers and got sometimes brown or gray uh, fur or feathers so I mean that all kind of depends on which story you're hearing like I said I mean I guess now that you have an idea of who he is I mean Let's get into some sightings. But first, a word from our sponsor. Are you tired of living a boring, uneventful life? Are you looking for some thrills and excitement that won't break the bank? Then look no further. Because the boys down at D and Z's Crypto Outfitters will take care of you. Dustin, the demon child creeper catcher, will lead you on an excursion to see the cryptid, ghost, or UFO of your choice. Be sure to mention this ad and get a 15% discount on your next trip. Disclaimer. D&Z Crypto Outfitters is not responsible for any abductions, possessions, or maulings of any beast-like creatures. So... Give them a call. Shout out to uh, those guys for sponsoring the episode. And be sure to hit them up so you can go on your cryptozoologist excursion now. Mm, that sounds so fun. Doesn't it sound fun, guys? Right? Right? And that's not a real sponsor. I totally made that up. Sorry, guys. Um, but, I mean, this is not a sponsor also, this next one. But this is just a, a real Shout out. Next time you're in Billings, make sure you head on down to Denny Menholt Motors and ask for Isaac Mendoza 
the salesman. That kind of just reminded me of like Home Alone. The father. But yeah, I mean, if you're looking for like a new truck, like just to, you know, go off-roading, go hunting, or you're looking for like a SUV because you don't want a minivan, which is, there's nothing wrong with minivans. I mean, they're, they're pretty cool, right? But I'm just saying, some people want a SUV that can go off-road and handle better in the snow. And they want an SUV that can fit their family. So, sorry, uh, van people. I'm not, I'm not, not messing with you. I'm not trying to step on your toes. I'm just saying some people want different things. So, if, you, if you're into vans and you want that, go ahead. I mean, go over there. Get yourself a minivan. Or or a bigger van. Like if you own a business, like you want a, a truck or a van or something, go, go over there. Ask for Isaac. You know, hit Isaac up. Isaac Mendoza. He'll get you set up. Maybe maybe you want like a cool car. Also, Isaac could do that for you. Also, get you some some cool vehicles, some Hot Wheels, so you could just drive around with the top down and be like, oh yeah, now I'm cool. Like whatever you want, man, Isaac. We'll have you looking good, just driving off that lot. Woo, woo. Man. Me personally, when I go to trade my truck and I want a new vehicle, I want a new truck. And when I trade in my car, my wife's car, we're going to go to Isaac. So I suggest that you guys should too. And this is not a sponsor. This is just a shout out to a good guy. So go on down there. Denny Menhalt here in Billings. Ask for Isaac Mendoza. He'll get it done and get you out of there. Now back to the story. The Mothman first was sighted on November 12, 1966. Five men were digging a grave at a cemetery in Clendenin, West Virginia, which isn't too far from Point Pleasant. This was the actual first sighting they claimed to have seen a man-like figure fly low from the trees over their heads. I mean, that would be creepy in itself. But you're just sitting there, you're going, you're, you're digging a grave, like you're getting out there to being paid to go dig a grave. And you kind of hear something on the tree line. Like, oh, who's that? You hear that? Oh, no, no, no. Come on, let's just do our job and get out of here. What the beep is that? You see this giant looking bird man creature thing flying towards you, swooping at your head. Dude, man, what would you do, dude? I'd, I'd get the freak out of there, dude. That, that's... <clears throat> it's disgusting, dude. That's, that creeps me out. Now, the second sighting, which happened three days exactly... There was two young couples from Point Pleasant, Roger and Linda Scarberry and Stephen and Mara. Ugh, I'm gonna have a hard time pronouncing this last name. It's Malette, Malette. I'm gonna say Malette, that sounds cooler. They were a, two young married couples and they must have been some paranormal thrill seekers and they must have got the numbers of D and Z crypto outfitters because they were out there in what is known as, well, now it's, I guess, a 
I guess like like a state park recreational area, but there's a like an old rundown factory that um, closed 20 years prior, and there's all these like igloo mounds that have ammo and like bombs stored in them from World War II, like 20 years prior. Like people just go out to this area at night because people say that this factory is haunted like it was an old like i think it was a munitions factory but judging that there's like little munition storage grounds all over this little recreational park and i'm using air quotes now i'm using air quotes because like how do you how do you change that to from a munition world war ii munitions ground to a state park like what did they well first off i hope that they cleared everything out because that would be pretty messed up if they didn't so i'm pretty sure they did but i digress the young couples go at night to go to the old munitions factory as they approach linda sees something off in the distance as they're pulling up towards the factory what is that you guys you guys see that no oh uh, oh what are you talking about, babe? That up there kind of kind of looks like like a guy. Now they start approaching the munitions factory, even though they see this figure, and he's like, it's probably nothing, you know. I mean, Mary's husband Roger just brushes it off as they approach. It's a giant, tall man, bigger than the door and it has red glowing eyes on what would be the torso of it. And they all sit there in shock. You guys are seeing this, right? You guys are seeing this. Yeah, I see it, I see it. I, I could imagine at this point, they're just all freaking out because me just trying to tell this part, like I'm getting freaked out. Like I'm putting myself there and I'm getting freaked out. So, oh, ugh, yuck. Like, giant tall man from what they say it's like a headless figure but you got red glowing eyes where the chest is I mean, that's a weird image but if you can imagine it that's what they're seeing right now and all four of them are seeing it i mean it's one thing if one person sees it then you're like oh yeah maybe it was your imagination but for four people four individual people to see this at one time like it's got to carry some weight you know what i mean like oh my gosh that's, that's what is so disgusting about this part but so they notice this and roger's like what is that what is that and i'm sure the other people like his wife and the other couple are like get out of here roger get out of here like they're like jerking him and telling him like get out let's get out of here let's get out of here put it in reverse and as soon as they throw it in reverse they see the wings of this thing just shoot out eight to 15 feet is what they say and as they're reversing it just shoots straight up in the air like that's like some freaking jeepers creepers crap right there dude like could you imagine and they're driving down the road headed straight back into town and this thing 
they can see it like it's following them and it's flying and it's right above them both couples are freaking out it's right there it's right there it's following us it's above us and they're going as fast as this car can go and this is the 60s i don't know how fast cars can go but i'm gonna guess like the top speed was like 70 miles an hour in this car maybe 80 miles so they're pushing the limits on this vehicle and this thing is just keeping up it's swooping and it even passes them and takes off ahead of them and they look back they're like uh, where to go where to go all of them are looking around they don't see it no more but up ahead, they see the red glowing eyes again, hovering maybe 10 feet off the ground in front of the road. There it is! One of them shouts. And just then, a semi comes around the corner and the Mothman shoots straight up again. They pass by it, they make it back into town. We gotta go to the police department. We gotta go tell them what it is. Nobody's gonna believe us. They're gonna think we're lunatics, that we're crazy, that we're idiots if we go and tell them what we've seen. So they all just decide, let's go check it out one more time. If we really did see something, we'll go to the police. But if not, if, if, if we don't see it, it, it just must have been our imagination. It was probably just a bird, like maybe an owl, like we overreacted. Which this part is super stupid. I would have just went home, locked my doors and curled up into the blanket. But no, they go back. They get almost back to the munitions plant when in a field, Mary is looking out the back window. There it is, there it is, there it is. I told you I wasn't crazy, I told you. It's right there. Roger turns the car and points his headlights towards the being, the beast, the cryptid, whatever you wanna call it. He points them towards it, turns his brights on. Sure enough, there it is again the glowing red lights in his chest. The wings shoot out and he flies straight up. They put it in reverse and they rush back into town. This time they don't see it following them, but they make it back to the police department. They file a police report with the Mason County Sheriff and that is a public record. From what I've read, you can still see it to this day. They claim to have seen a 8 to 10 foot figure, 10 to 15 foot wingspan. And the police officer, he says he believes it because there's already rumors from a few days before that they've seen something exactly like this in the town over. Now that is why Point Pleasant, West Virginia is kind of, I guess, known for the Mothman. I mean, they hold an annual festival for the Mothman, and they have a pizza parlor that has a Mothman pizza where there's, like, 
the ingredients make out like the shape of like a mothman like they have wings and they have like glowing like red eyes and whatnot and the, like the body of a mothman and they have like a coffee shop that's like dedicated to the mothman and they have like certain drinks on special for him and then um they have these little candy covered peanuts that are called mothman droppings which is, sounds gross, but they're, when they say they're just candy-covered chocolate peanuts, then, then they redeem themselves and they sound good. They're just making a living off of this now. I mean, the Chamber of Commerce, like they're probably just riding this Mothman thing, having a festival for it. That's probably like their one tourist destination for this town. It's probably Mothman is keeping this town alive, man, thriving, keeping it up. Almost a year after these two sightings, these two major sightings, it's just people come forward with all of their Mothman stories. Like, I've seen him here, I've seen him here, I've seen him there, he was doing this, he was doing that. And a lot of them come back with the same exact story, the glowing red eyes on his torso, uh, tall figure, brown or gray but his wings are more like bat wings than moth wings. And they say he actually has feathers, which kind of leads people to believe that he's a sand hill crane. Like that's what these people are saying. It's like, oh, you're not seeing a moth man. You're seeing a sand hill crane, but they're not native to that region. And they're... I guess the, the scientific explanation for that is that he just flew south to a warmer climate, like the, the, the Sandhill Crane, because they're, they're mainly up in the northern regions, and on their way south, they just stop down there in West Virginia, Ohio, and then kept moving south to a warmer climate. Because these Sandhill Cranes have like these red uh, patches around their eyes, and a lot of them can be like pretty tall, like six foot and have like eight foot wingspans. But the thing is they're super skinny, have really long necks, really skinny heads and skinny beaks. So maybe if they seen it, they kind of exaggerated and that could have been it. But I honestly don't know. People claim to see this beast right up until December 15th of 1967, just a little after a year, where people claim to see him sitting on top the silver bridge that connects Ohio to West Virginia in Point Pleasant. And little do they know that this bridge collapses and kills 46 people on it. And that's the last time any major sighting has been seen of him. So a lot of people think he, he died in the Silver Bridge incident. But who knows? I mean, he has been spotted all over the world. In September 10th, 1978, at a mine in Freiburg, Germany, a group of 21 miners arrived in the morning to find a dark figure with wings on its back at the entrance of the mine. When they approached it, it unfurled its wings and let out a sound like 50 people screaming. 
or a train in peril trying to break at the sight of twisted rails. <coughs> Opting to stay outside of the mine and work on other tasks, the workers were soon disturbed by a large boom and rumble, which was the mine collapsing in on itself. So is this Mothman a warning? Is that what he does? Does he warn people of catastrophes or these tragedies that are about to happen? Who knows from the first two incidences? It's pretty cool to think of, but I don't know. I mean, given the first two sightings, I mean, what was he trying to warn them from? Maybe, maybe a bear. Maybe one of the munitions was still alive in that plant. Maybe it would have blown up if they would have went in and messed around in the munitions plant. I don't know. That, that, that's just a, a theory. But two years ago in Chicago, there was a mass sighting of the Mothman. Now, what, what does that mean? Is he just letting us know that he's still around? Or maybe he's warning us something. Maybe he was trying to warn us of COVID-19, the outbreak, the pandemic of the world. Or maybe something else to come. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but on a lighter note, if you go to Point Pleasant now, like I said, you can go to their festival, you eat their pizza, your coffee specials or your droppings or you can see the 12 foot tall metallic mothman statue that sits in the town center which is pretty cool i've seen some pictures of it i mean <laughs> it looks nothing like any of the descriptions it's basically just a, a dude with a moth head and moth wings and that's nothing of compared to what people have seen from their stories. So, come on guys. You guys are supposed to be the ones to host this cryptid. I mean, get it right. Am I right, guys? Guys? Dustin? <laughs> but, I guess we'll never know. I mean, if you ask me personally, if I believe in the Mothman, I mean, yeah. I mean, he could be a spirit that warns people of certain things or, I mean, because if, if he wasn't, then you would see like moth people, you know what I mean? Like there would be moth people flying around. You would see a lot of them. I mean, maybe they live in these abandoned caves and we never see them that much. There's a huge, just miles and miles of cave systems that nobody explores all over this nation, just in the United States. So who knows, maybe they live there. But if not, I mean, I do believe that he is an entity, like a spirit. He could warn us of stuff. So maybe that makes him not all bad. Or maybe he's the one causing them. I'll leave that to you. <laughs> <clears throat> I 
Well, hope you guys liked tonight's episode. I mean, I tried my best uh, just being by myself. It was kind of hard. Um, pretty creepy. Creeped myself out a couple times. And if you enjoyed the show, just go give it a five-star rating. Just like us on Facebook at Life After Dark. And thank you guys for listening if you made it this far. And we will be back next week with another episode of Life After Dark. Dustin should be back. Ha ha ha. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Angels watch me through the night and wake me with the morning light. This has been an Easy Life production. The podcast was edited, mixed, and produced by me, Zach Cummins. The intro and outro music was created by Juanel Chavez. Voiceover by me and Dustin Little Owl. Special thanks to my co-host, Dustin Little Owl. And this was Life After Dark. (laughs) 